You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, March 9th. Expect more of Missouri's roller coaster weather as we go from the mid-60s to returning to snow on the ground later this week. The National Weather Service reports that mid-Missouri is expected to see widespread snow and a glaze of ice on Thursday night into Friday. However, Lake of the Ozarks will probably only see an inch or two of snowfall, so hopefully the winter weather stays light and we can get back into spring. After after a two-year hiatus, Elegant Evening is back and here to support Camdenton's Education Foundation. Funds from the event provide scholarship and grants to teachers and students. The event also showcases Camdenton students' talents in a variety of areas, including culinary arts students making appetizers, dinner, and desserts. Elegant Evening is the sole fundraiser of the Education Foundation. Imagine catching a giant prehistoric fish whose ancestors swam during the time of dinosaurs. Well, with the start of paddlefish season, you can. Paddlefish season runs from March 15th through April 30th. A new regulation has also established a statewide minimum length limit of 32 inches. So brush up on all regulations, check your fishing license, and start snagging on March 15th. This has been your Lake Expo newscast. For this news and more, at lakeexpo.com, late news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Big trade in the NFL, the Seahawks sending quarterback Russell Wilson to the Broncos for a package of players and draft picks. Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl in Seattle, the Seahawks' only Super Bowl win. Former Mizzou quarterback Drew Locke is among the players going from Denver to Seattle. The Broncos have used 11 different quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired. That might make the uh, AFC West Conference a little more difficult for the Kansas City Chiefs who have dominated that uh, division of late. As for hockey, the Blues, well, they have now lost four in a row. They fell at home last night to Ottawa 4-1. to one. Blues looking to break out of the skid Thursday tomorrow at home against the Rangers. As for college baseball, Mizzou Tigers doing really well to start the young season. They're 8-1. and one. They open a four-game series against Gonzaga tomorrow. The MSU softball team, the Lady Bears, just 4-11. They open a, uh, a series of games in the Jayhawk Invitational in Lawrence tomorrow against Kansas. 
As for Mizzou softball and the MSU men, they will uh, get back into action on Friday. As we head into conference tournament week, the AP Top 25 college basketball rankings have Gonzaga at number one this week. They're followed by Arizona, Baylor, Auburn, and Kentucky. Then come Kansas, Duke, Villanova, Purdue, Tennessee. Uh, They round out the top ten. So for college hoops, Mizzou Tigers open SEC tournament play today. Mizzou with the number 12 seed. They take on 13 Ole Miss. They'll tip that off around 5 o'clock. The Tigers beat Ole Miss both games during the regular season. The MSU Bears lost in the second round uh, and the semifinal round last week in the Valley Conference Tournament. So now they sit back and await their fate. Will they make the big dance or the NIT? We'll just have to wait and find out. Hey, check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. There is a battle raging for the hearts and minds of our children, a battle to erase Christian values and constitutional principles. Concerned Women for America of Missouri invites you to their state conference April 9th in Springfield to hear leaders and experts speak on important issues, including critical race theory, transgenderism, and election integrity. You'll leave inspired and equipped. The night before, CWA will hold their pastor-to-pastor dinner leading in today's culture. Learn what churches can legally do to bring biblical values to all areas of influence and lead your congregation in these difficult times. There's no cost to pastors. RSVP on Eventbrite. For information, visit the CWA of Missouri Facebook events page. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. business 
government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. What a difference a couple of days make. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Daily Show. KB, back in the saddle after, uh, I don't know even what this was that uh, that came through. Um, most of you know that uh, who were around me, like last Monday, I was dealing with uh, what I thought was just uh, some allergies. Well, it ended up turning into a full-blown cold. So uh, you get the head, and then you get the chest. And then, uh, gosh, Sunday, I just felt like uh, somebody beat the daylights out of me. And I knew I was I was going to try Monday morning to get up and do the show. So I struggled, and uh, I apologized to my guests, uh, Jeff Hooker, Ryan Bridges, and Scott Rydell, because uh, I was just I, I, I thought I'm I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to I'm going to give the, the the old you know what they call it, the old college try. Try sure yeah. And so I tried, and uh, I owe all three of those gentlemen uh, another interview, at least one more. Uh, but I'm sure we'll we'll have that uh, that opportunity down the road, and so then yesterday I thought, well, I'm not going to try it again. I'm just going to plug in. I plugged in uh, the Friday show, which was actually a really good show because we had Bev Allen on, we had um, uh, Bob Lynch on from Modot, we had uh, Dave Moppin on, the author of Among the Dogwoods. So everybody, you know, got an opportunity to hear that uh, that show again. But today we are live in color right here at the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors in beautiful downtown Osage Beach where it is 29 degrees. 29 degrees looking for a high today, I guess, of about maybe, what, 50, something like that. And then we're going to get into another one of those little fun patterns where I guess we're supposed to be getting some snow here. Some, some more of that winter weather just to be kind of a pain in the behind. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 52 the high today, 28 the low, 44 the high tomorrow. And a low of 25, and then snow possible on Friday. And let's let's kind of look into this just a little bit. Uh, they're talking one to three inches at this point. 31 the high, oh and a low of eight above. And I believe uh, that is. Uh, let's see here. The day just prior to the big St. Pat's Day parade. It is on uh, on the uh, the Bagnell Strip. It's now th- there's several St. Patty's Day parades going on. You have uh, the St. Pat's Day Parade, um, the one that is uh, on the Bagnell Dam Strip, the Lake Ozark. Now, not Lake of the Ozarks, but Lake Ozark St. Patrick's Day Parade. And then you have the On the Water St. Patrick's Day Parade that will start and leave. Start and start and leave? Does it? That, no, start uh. and end, I think is what I meant to say. It's the, uh, it's the cold medicine, folks. <laughs> or at least I can use that for today. Uh, it, it it will start and end at Captain Ron's on Saturday, and that starts like, my gosh, they're going to have breakfast for you at about 8.30, 8.45, the blessing of the fleet at 9. Um, I was the grand marshal of that parade one year. Yeah? I don't remember anything at all. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it got wild. It got crazy. And I almost got beaten up by a, a, a nice woman. They give you a shillelagh. Okay. An actual shillelagh. Okay. And the, the, the hat sure. as, as Grand Marshal. Okay. And if you let anything happen to the shillelagh, you might as well get in the witness protection program. Sure, That's I can all imagine. I'm going to say. Because, I can but we got it back to her safe. But what, anywho. What day is that? Uh, I believe that's this uh, Saturday. That's Saturday also. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's in the morning and then the Lake Ozark on the, land. The, the strip parade is starts at 1. Well, the actual... Um, Water parade goes all day, and I, well, it goes most of the day anyway. 
Uh, and then the, uh, the, the Lake Ozark uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade is uh, starts at like 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll be can. in that. You're going to be in that? Yeah, we'll be in that. All right. Yeah, we're going to take the truck and uh, and uh, march along and hand out some candy. And Are you? And put a little banner on the, sign for the ca- or the side of the truck for the campaign. Sure. Very good. Yeah, very good. A good time. 812 is our time. As you can hear, Ike Skelton is here. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Ike's visit to uh, the Capitol yesterday. Had some uh, opportunities to go up and uh, chat with some folks up there. And, and, and it's nice because uh, we actually talked about that with Bev Allen, who we've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Concerned women... For America of Missouri, and they, uh, you know, Bev checks in with us every couple of weeks, lets us know what's going on uh, here. Most recently, they had uh, Dr. Douglas Frank coming through town, or, or through the state. Actually, he was in Independence, Springfield, Columbia, and I think he made a couple of stops. I think he might have been in, uh, uh, he was in Springfield, uh, Independence, and he was in Columbia for for two two visits or something like that. Anyway. Great guy. He's a physicist, and he is the one who came up with this uh, algorithm that uh, uh, they were using to detect some uh, improprieties with uh, elections. Aha. And I had him on, and, and he was really a lot of fun. Hey, folks, if you've got something on your mind, you want to talk to me, you want to talk to Ike, 573-633-5395, It is a, a great number to call. Uh, anything uh, that's going on, what uh, we're talking about, uh, what's going on here at the lake that you feel we need to be talking about or addressing, well, gosh darn it, give us a call, 573-633-5395, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll address it uh, to the best of our knowledge. And uh, if we can't, we'll find somebody who can. That's just the way it works. There you go. 29 degrees, beautiful, beautiful morning in Osage Beach. Again, broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. And Ike Skelton, you took a trip up to uh, Capital City. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, Ike says good morning. I good well, morning. Yeah. That, that used to be a term that they used in St. Louis. A guy by the name of Ron Morgan used to do uh, uh, mornings up there. And it was good morning, everybody. And I thought that's what he was referring to, but he was, he was referring to... Uh, the German. The German Morgan, Guten, yeah. Guten Morgan. Guten Morgan, sure. <laughs> Spent a couple of years over there, so, you know, got to throw, throw them in there every now and again. Hey, man, use your German when <laughs> you can. That's right. There isn't much of it, so, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, had a good time yesterday. I haven't been up to the Capitol for a really long time. Uh, matter of fact, I really can't even um, remember the last time I went up there, honestly. And uh, I ran into some fantastic patriots that I haven't seen for probably a couple of years. You know, we had... Uh, before, actually before the Trump election, we had a, a, a just a fantastic coalition of uh, individuals all around the state that have uh, that stuck together and did some really fantastic things, stopped a lot of tyranny, you know, and I, and I took my buddy Matt Burns with me yesterday of BS Nation, and uh, we both went up there, <clears throat> and uh, and we were talking about how uh, you know, it's just tough to get anything done. And, and I told him, I said, well, yeah, you're right. It is. I said, but what we as patriots wound up doing was stopping so much tyranny, um, more so than trying to get anything good to pass. And uh, it's sad that it has to be that way. Yet at the same time, if you understand, I guess, the nature of man, um, it's going to be that way because uh, man is a, a fallen creature from uh, from our existence, from our birth. And, um, you know, unless you have 
uh, well, I mean, I know unless you have Christ in your heart and the Holy Spirit, you're going to continue to be fallen. You're going to continue to do corrupt things. And even with that uh, guidance, you can still wind up doing a lot of corrupt things. So, uh, again, that's human nature. So it was easier and a lot more plentiful to try to stop things that were going to uh, do harm to liberty than it was to get anything going. So uh, I met a few of those folks that I hadn't seen for many years, and it was great. And really, all of those people are still all around the state. I mean, we have lost a few. We lost a great uh, a great patriot in Kansas City last week. Uh, he went by the name of Geezer. Uh, he was actually a locksmith, too. And uh, he was a great patriot and, and uh, um, activist in the cause. Geezer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what he wanted to be called, Geezer. Um, it's just you know, hey. Was, was he like an old geezer? Is that what? Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. That's exactly right. He wanted to be considered. Yeah, he was an old geezer. That's, that's right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so a lot of good folks. Uh, um, and um, you know, got to hobnob a little bit with them. Got to go see uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Talked with him. Sat down. Talked with him for a little bit. You actually and, sat down uh, and talked. Actually with him. sat down and talked with him. Oh, for nice. A little bit. Yeah, well, it how rare is that? It is rare. It wasn't very long, but we got a chance to do it. And uh, then they had the State of the Judiciary. Uh, address yesterday. Yeah, they just do the state of the state, and they do the state of the judiciary. Um, and then uh, they had a rally, a pro-life rally yesterday. So um, got to see a lot of folks there. Uh, Kathy Fork with 40 Days for Life, and I saw Bev Allen of, of uh, Concerned Women for America of Missouri. And um, I uh, got to go over and see uh, the purpose, kind of why I was there. We went over and saw uh, Senator Bill Eigel and saw Senator Mike Moon. Um, and some others, and uh, just try to uh, retouch some bases and maybe gin up a little bit of support for uh, what we're doing down here in Camden County. So. You know, of all the people you mentioned, mm-hmm. we've had each one of those folks on the on the key, on key radio. Mm-hmm. Bev and Senator Eigel, mm-hmm. Senator Moon, yeah. uh, John J. Ashcroft. Yeah. So... Yeah. And yeah, and, and they're all, you know, that's the thing about a lot of those folks. They are, they're very, um, um, you know, th- they'll get with you. They're, they're very personable. Right. And they're good people. I mean, pretty much all politicians are good, are nice people because uh-huh. they, you know, you kind of got to be a little nice to, to get people <laughs> to want you to elect you, you know. Um, you can't be. I'd vote for that guy. He's a jerk. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, so. Uh, uh, maybe that's a good reason to vote for him because uh, he's a jerk. That could be too. You know, you never can tell. That would be my campaign slogan if I Vote for me. I'm a jerk. Vote for me. I'm a jerk. <laughs> And my work, too. You never can tell this day and age. Right. So, uh, you know, but, those, yeah, they're all good people. And, uh, yeah, just like I said, trying to gen up some support for what we're doing down here and and um, just uh, see what's happening around otherwise, you know, and getting getting back in touch again. I, 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 I you know, uh, Matt was a little disappointed when we left because it, it is a, um, you know, the old saying, you know, watching sausage getting made. And it is that bad. It, it is that bad. Uh, and, and yet it's that good because um, when you have like-minded folks around and a lot of good ones that, that try to do the right thing, it's nice to be able to network with them and know that you're not alone. You know, that was one of Limbaugh's things. He said that, that uh, you know, it's, it's just good. So many people have told him, especially when he first started, uh, that, he, that they were just happy that there was somebody on the radio saying uh, the things that they were thinking. And it's kind of the same way when you get together up there with some sort of a rally. You see a lot of folks around that, that just think the same way and want to see smaller government, better government, 
um, slimmer, cheaper government, you know, and more liberty and freedom. And it's just, it was just good to be with those folks again. And and uh, I, I enjoy it up there. Like I said, my buddy Matt was a little bit disappointed about how how it all goes, and and a little saddened that it has to be that way. But uh, why is that? I, I found it ex- well. You know, I mean. He's right. There's a lot of good things that could be done, uh-huh. but for somebody stepping up and being willing to do the right thing and others to get on board. Wait a See, you're, 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 you're confusing. Sorry. Uh, 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 you're confusing people here because uh, anymore it's not about doing the right thing. It's, it's doing what's popular so you get reelected. <laughs> well, well, right, and, and that maybe is part of the sad story. Of now it, I can know, understand. Can, I, I truly understand where Matt's at. So. Yeah, and, and you can, you know, it, it's fairly easy maybe to get a highway named after somebody you know and and get that through or a a different state bird or i don't know a a national or missouri day for the you know i don't know toe fungus or something you know missouri missouri toe fungus that that's kind of stuff is easy to pass but the hard stuff that really matters and it's going to provide liberty and freedom and, and things for uh people of missouri is tougher to get done and um uh, you know, that, that makes it a little bit sad. And then you see all of the things that, uh, that they're trying to push down on us. And uh, last year was a great example with the gas tax, PDMP, SB51. All of those things stole your liberty in one way or another, made government bigger, made more laws, and uh, made it harder for Missourians to go about their business every day. So um, it's a, it can be disheartening. Um, yet, uh, again, I, I'm optimistic that we can continue to try to do things here in the state of Missouri because I, I just believe, you know, the big hubbub up in, up in Jeff City of those that are running for, um, you know, state Senate or U.S. Senate and U.S. Congress that uh, some of those races are, are uh, rather interesting. So, uh, but the, I, I just I just really believe, and, and especially when I look at what's happening in Washington, D.C. right now, I just believe that Washington, D.C. is done. There's nothing there that we're going to be able to accomplish good. I, I I think throw it out with throw that baby out with the bathwater. That'd be one that I'd be I'd be okay with, and and re, re, restart that over again, refill it with some people that understand what our founders meant and understand what America should be, and hopefully they feel the same way uh, that we should be free um, and uh, to be able to live our lives the way we see fit without the government interference and. Um, so I think to preserve that, we have to do that here at the state of Missouri, and we have to do that here at our local levels, because if we don't stand up in a little microcosm of a local level down here at the county and the city areas, we're not going to be able to stand up anywhere else, because it just won't take you seriously anymore. You're not even, tr- you're not even, there's, tell me how you're going to affect what's happening in Washington, D.C., really. I was just going to, I was just going to say, he, he, here you go, um, on the local level, Yeah, we can do so many things. We can have so much more success on the local level than we can on the national level. And then, then the rest of the nation can go, as you would say, pound sand. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and, and I, I think that we have got to be um, a lot more vigilant of what is going on here locally and make sure that there are certain people in certain places in city and county government. Those are the folks we need to be watching, and those are the folks that we need to be on uh, because I, I think change at this level might even be a little bit easier. Well, I, I think it's a lot easier sure at this is. level sure. than it would be, you know, even state level, even state level. So, and, and we're seeing our state getting bogged down. As you mentioned, um, and, and you and I were kind of talking off the air about this, is, you know, the various things that uh, happen 
and these little things that we have in place every year that seem to pop up each and every legislative session that they don't pass, but they gain a little momentum. Yeah. And the next year, they gain a little bit more sure. and more and more. And then PDMP comes along, and and the governor, you know, signs okay. off on it. Yeah, it took them about 11 years to get that through. And that's a shame. Because <laughs> I, I said, that always reminds me of the uh, old adage, you know, if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? Would you do that, you know, when your mom you sure, know, yeah, was trying yeah. to guilt you because you did something stupid? Sure. Now, if so-and-so jumped off a bridge, would you do it? Would you do it too? Well, you Depends know. on how much water was down there. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> So we, we just, yeah. yeah. But, but it was fun. Um, you know, I, I had a good time. I really enjoyed it. And uh, uh, I'm going to enjoy it because campaign season is starting to kick in full bloom. And I'm uh, going to get out there and start knocking on some doors and meeting people and talking with them. And uh, I enjoy doing that as well. Now, I will say that, you know, Ike, when we had, we, we, we decided to bring Ike on, it wasn't uh, at all. And if you, if you notice, Ike really doesn't focus on being a candidate. Ike and I have known each other for years, and we've always done local radio together. And uh, I enjoy having Ike on the air, and he, he brings uh, a good perspective to the uh, to the uh, to the area and what we're doing here. And so, you know, I I invite all the candidates that are out there, each and every one of you. Uh, we've got uh, yourself. Um, uh, Chris Franken that's mm-hmm. running, Lydia Porter that's running, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the presiding commissioner, Greg Hasty. Sure. And is there another? Yeah, person? young man, um, Nathan Patton, I think. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, folks, we're here, and, and you're all welcome to come on and sit in. And, you know, uh, we'll bring you in just like we bring Ike in, you know, talk for an hour or whatever we need to do and get your thoughts and ideas and, uh, you know, start getting the word out there because uh, as much as – and, and, and I've heard this a couple of times now about this radio station, that we weren't going to last, that uh, this radio station wasn't going to last a month, wasn't going to last six months. Well, guess what, folks? We've done that. Here we are. And we're still here. And uh, whether or not, you know, you think we're going to last, we're growing because we've got, uh, I, I have to say, we haven't heard from Bill Munhausen in a while. And Bill, uh, I think, is happy to be off the air in the morning because it gives him freedom to do the things that he wants to do and he needs to do. And uh, it also gives him the freedom to uh, explore new possibilities for this radio station. He's done an amazing job of, uh, you know, getting some things done. We've been able to market this radio station. We've had the opportunity to uh, get some media partners in LakeExpo.com and Lake TV. And, you know, we've established ourselves. And we've got, I'll tell you, we've got some big things coming up with uh, these candidate forums in March and in July. And I will tell folks, make sure that you're paying attention and listening because we're going to have opportunities for you to hear from the candidates, all of them eventually, whether they want to come on the radio station or not. Um, you know, I, I will say that certain people have been invited and turned us down. And, hey, that's fine. That's completely and totally up to them. That's uh, the decision that they want to really? want to make. So, wow. um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, uh, you call me out to anywhere and I'll come and meet you. I don't care where it is, who you are. I'll talk to you. And they'll be you, packing too. And, and 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 we might not agree, but I'll come out and meet you and talk to you. I you think know? that's a, that's a good thing. That's that's one of the things that you have to do. Um, you know, and and I've heard uh, some of these folks that are running for uh, various offices, like state senate. Um, Scott Rydell, I talked to him Monday, and he said, you know, he's going around doing the door knocking thing. Yep. I, and I don't know how successful that is in this area because. Boy. 
there are certain areas you know where you can kind of concentrate your efforts a little bit and knock on eight or ten or twelve or twenty or fifty or a hundred doors in one in one fell swoop. And then there are other areas where you kind of do you got to do a little driving, and you may only knock on two or three doors, little, and you realize, man, I've been out here for four hours. Yeah, a little different around the lake area, sure is. I did uh, a lot of door knocking down in Laclede County when I ran for office down there, and and like you said, yeah, it's it's you know when you're in the town, uh, of course Lebanon being the biggest town in in uh, Laclede County, but when you're in town, yeah, it's not so bad. You can go to you know about every other door or what have you and knock on them, but you get out here in the rural area, and then certainly the lake, you're not sure whether somebody lives in that house and can vote here or not so yeah, yeah. it makes it exciting it makes it a little interesting a little frustrating too but uh um that's a f- and, and then scott rydell doing that in yeah well like five counties or something he's got to try to do that in and yeah, it's just well, he's, um, he started at a good time well, that's you know, tough to do i think he's been doing it since he first announced his candidacy last year yeah, well, you know, and I don't. Uh, I'm not trying to whine or, or complain or anything about the stock because I did it to myself. But if you've never ran for office and don't know what kind of work in, is involved to get elected, man, it's a uh, uh, it's a challenge. It it's really, one thing to talk really about is, it; it's yeah. another thing to actually do it. It sure is. Yeah. It sure is. So, um, but it's fascinating too because of the people that you meet along the way, yeah. and the things that you learn, yeah. Uh, so. My my the state representative race I ran in down at, in Laclede County and half of Camden County, you know, yeah, we lost that, but I lost the election, but I gained so many things otherwise just by the people I met and, right. and the experiences, and, and and so that was fantastic. But uh, um, so yeah, I had a great time yesterday, and um, you know, stay involved with those folks. Call them if they've done something that you enjoy. Let them know it. And if you've done something that upsets them, also let, let them know it. Because to me, politics cannot be personal. Um, you know, you have, to, you have to be able to tell an individual, especially one that represents you or, or will, will make law that affects you across the state, you've got to be able to tell them why you disagree and be able to articulate it. And, you know, we have the, this book here, Bastiat's The Law, open. We were going to talk about that maybe a little bit today when we sure. get a chance. Mm-hmm. But Walter E. Williams, a fantastic economist conservative, um, wrote the foreword for this book. And one of the things that he says is that clarity is crucial to persuading our fellow man of the moral superiority of personal liberty. So when you talk about these things and when you talk to your legislators, you have to be concise and you have to be willing to be honest and truthful with whom you're talking with, even if it hurts their feelings. You've, they've got to know where you stand because this isn't just a handshake and, and my next door neighbor that, right. you know, cut an extra foot on my lawn or something like this or let their dog crud in my lawn, right? You know, this is this is real stuff that's going to affect you maybe and your kids for the rest of your life. So uh, you got to be real with them and, uh, and just say what's on your mind and have a discussion about it. 8.30 in time for a visit. We talked about our media partners. We've got Stacy Johnson now from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source, and Uncle Chris, Chris Schneider at Lake TV with a check of sports. And more of Ike Skelton and your phone calls. Welcome, 573-633-5395. You are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. (laughs) 
I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, March 9th. Expect more of Missouri's roller coaster weather as we go from the mid-60s to returning to snow on the ground later this week. The National Weather Service reports that mid-Missouri is expected to see widespread snow and a glaze of ice on Thursday night into Friday. However, Lake of the Ozarks will probably only see an inch or two of snowfall, so hopefully the winter weather stays light and we can get back into spring. After a two-year hiatus, Elegant Evening is back and here to support Camdenton's Education Foundation. Funds from the event provide scholarship and grants to teachers and students. The event also showcases Camdenton students' talents in a variety of areas, including culinary arts students making appetizers, dinner, and desserts. Elegant Evening is the sole fundraiser of the Education Foundation. Imagine catching a giant prehistoric fish whose ancestors swam during the time of dinosaurs. Well, with the start of paddlefish season, you can. Paddlefish season runs from March 15th through April 30th. A new regulation has also established a statewide minimum length limit of 32 inches. So brush up on all regulations, check your fishing license, and start snagging on March 15th. This has been your Lake Expo newscast. For this news and more, at lakeexpo.com, late news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical, contemporary, and traditional type themes in our store in general, but we go into lots of different categories. When you come to Victoria Station, we want you to feel like you've escaped from the world. We want you to come and enjoy the sights, the sounds, the smells, and find that something special to introduce that into your own home. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage. Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 5.30. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Big trade in the NFL, the Seahawks sending quarterback Russell Wilson to the Broncos for a package of players and draft picks. Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl in Seattle, the Seahawks' only Super Bowl win. Former Mizzou quarterback Drew Locke is among the players going from Denver to Seattle. The Broncos have used 11 different quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired. That might make the uh, AFC West Conference a little more difficult for the Kansas City Chiefs who have dominated that uh, division of late. As for hockey, the Blues, well, they have now lost four in a row. They fell at home last night to Ottawa 4-1. to Blues looking to break out of the skid Thursday tomorrow at home against the Rangers. As for college baseball, Mizzou Tigers doing really well to start the young season. They're 8-1. They open a four-game series against Gonzaga tomorrow. The MSU softball team, the Lady Bears, just 4-11, they open a a series of games in the Jayhawk Invitational in Lawrence tomorrow against Kansas. As for Mizzou softball and the MSU men, they will uh, get back into action on Friday. As we head into conference tournament week, the AP Top 25 college basketball rankings have Gonzaga at number one this week. 
week. They're followed by Arizona, Baylor, Auburn, and Kentucky. Then come Kansas, Duke, Villanova, Purdue, Tennessee. Uh, they round out the top ten. So for college hoops, Mizzou Tigers open SEC tournament play today. Mizzou with the number 12 seed. They take on 13 Ole Miss. They'll tip that off around 5 o'clock. Uh, the Tigers beat Ole Miss both games during the regular season. The MSU Bears lost in the second round uh, and the semifinal round last week in the Valley Conference Tournament. So now they sit back and await their fate. Will they make the big dance or the NIT? We'll just have to wait and find out. Hey, check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation, featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local, and that's really what that's what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation, Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key. Business, government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. Hey there, hi there, hello there. We're as happy as can be. We certainly are as uh, we get you into the second half of this 8 o'clock hour on The Daily Show. Key Radio broadcasting live from the the World Headquarters. World Headquarters. Normally, SRG Financial. Financial Advisors. Ooh. Have to have the Advisors. Advisors part in there, okay. Uh, SRG Financial Advisors, you can't leave that out, where as of right now, the lake level is at 654.7, the river level is at 553.67, and we are at 33 degrees in beautiful downtown Osage Beach. We uh, are looking for a high today of about 52, we'll have plenty of sunshine, and then we'll drop down to a low tonight of around 29 degrees, back up to 43 for the high tomorrow, uh, 25 for the low in clouds, 31 on Friday with snow. And uh, an overnight low of 9, looking at this point, 1 to 3 inches possible. 34 on Saturday with a low 25. Always makes for an interesting St. Paddy's Day parade in Lake Ozark and on the west side. 59 the high on Sunday, 60 on Monday, 64 on Tuesday. Then get ready, here comes a nice string of spring weather. Uh, 64 on Tuesday. I mentioned that 77 on Wednesday, 71 on Thursday, 62 on Friday. Uh, we have those, uh, what do they call those, uh, 
What is what, what type of a plant is it uh, or flower when it comes back every year? Is that uh, uh, perennial? Uh, perennial. Perennial. Mm-hmm. Well, our perennials are. Uh, I guess these are uh, they're tulips or buttercups or something. Daffodils or something. something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I think you might be right. Daffodils, and we've got uh, some that are on the west side of the yard, and then we've got some that are on the south side of the yard, and they're up. Oh, maybe an uh, inch and a half, two inches, three inches, something like that. And we're starting to notice them, and that is just, that's so awesome. It is. You know spring's around the corner. We've had that them popping up uh, for a while now. I think i got some that are about, you know, four or five inches out of the ground, but they right. got stunted by this last snow, and I guess they'll get hit with this next snow. That boggles my mind we're going to have snow. It does. Potentially snow on, uh, and one to three inches. Because it's going to, well, it's, yeah, yeah, we know how it is. But it's going to get that cold. Yeah. So, it, it'll, but it's going to be more, it's just, yeah, you're right. It's going to make uh, uh, Saturday a little ugly, isn't it? It won't be too bad. Yeah, no worse than any other day. Uh, no, we, I guess so. You know, parade weather is parade weather, and, and people don't care about the weather. They come out, and the St. Patrick's Day parade is, well, now, um, the folks that are out on the water might be a little chilly. Yeah. So you might want to find a boat that, you know, you've got uh, maybe some sort of a, a cabin on the boat, or you can put up some sort of piece of plastic around there to zip up uh, whatever you got to do in order to uh, retain the heat and stay warm. I think, uh, what is it, uh, the Celebration? Yeah, they, yeah, they always participate that. in that. Oh, is that right? Okay. Uh, I was out on the celebration, yeah. and they, the the year that I did it, uh, like I said, it was it was a lot of fun. Met a lot of cool people, and it got a little fuzzy towards the end there. Eight forty is our time. Mike Skelton in the studio with us. Um, there was something I was going to ask you about, but uh, uh, shout out to uh, you, you mentioned Matt Burns earlier. Uh, you uh, and Matt are content providers on the radio station, and you just wrapped up a show. With uh, Ryan Bridges. Yeah, so we're trying to do kind of a, um, a little candidate series. Any candidate that is running for local office or even statewide office, if uh, you want to come and, and, and be interviewed and, and sit down with us, we'd be happy to. Don't care who you are. We will, we'd love to interview each and every person. Uh, do understand that some of our questions are not uh, your typical softball. Uh, softball kinds of questions. We're going to ask you the real stuff because, yeah. you know, that's what people need to know. Uh, what's really down in your core, that's and, and want to know. that's what they—that's right—that's right. They want to know, and uh, so you're going to get some tough questions, but um, it'll also give you the opportunity to uh, test out because it's not live. You know, it's a—it's a—it's a podcast. So um, if you want to, you know, say something a little silly, we can you know get rid of that or whatever. You don't like something to happen, but we don't do a lot of editing. What you say is what you say. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'd love to have you come on board, and we're doing that little series. We've done uh, um, candidate for. Prosecuting attorney Rochelle Groves, Christensen Grosner. Mm-hmm. I hope I got that right. And I uh, don't want to destroy your name there, Rochelle. Sorry. And then uh, Ryan Bridges. Yeah, so uh, we're going to ask and, and hopefully get some others. So, yeah, a little series coming up with that, and uh, we'll be able to check those out. Right on, right on. So we've uh, we've got that to, to look forward to. Also some new material from Professor Paisley, some new material from Becky Jennings with the Jennings Journal. Uh, Jim Paisley with uh, the True History Professor uh, series. Uh, Bradley Berg, who has kind of switched over. He was doing Encompass Purpose, and now he has involved himself with uh, this group. Uh, They are called The Beam, and if you know what I'm talking about, it's located down on the Bagnell Dam Strip. It's a a place that is alcohol and drug-free. I don't think there's any smoking allowed in there either. And people can just go that, you know, if, if you are somebody who has been fighting an addiction, 
uh, you need some information, you want to talk to somebody about getting some help, uh, or you just want a place to go that's family-friendly, uh, the Beam is just uh, its recently opened on the Bagnaldam Strip, and they are back, I believe, uh, around Luby's Plaza. So you can go in there and, uh, and, and just enjoy a nice, family-friendly atmosphere. I was talking to, I ran into Jason Jones on Saturday. And of all things, a dodgeball tournament. Uh, the young professionals at the lake had their dodgeball tournament, which was a huge success. And, um, you know, uh, we had a lot of people that came out for this uh, event. And uh, younger people, as they say. Uh, and I think they said the cutoff for young professionals at the lake is 46. But if you're young at heart or if you are someone who is, uh, you know, you're only as old as you feel, I, I think they'll take you if you're that adamant about uh, being involved in the group. But they did a nice fundraiser for the Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption uh, folks, uh, which is a great uh, a great uh, group of people that uh, try to make sure that uh, kids that are in foster care are getting proper care, uh, and, and they're trying to get kids adopted. And then kids who opt out of the foster care program when they hit 18 Rather than just saying that's it and they pull the rug out from under your feet, they try to get you uh, lined up with various skills, uh, you know, how to manage money, how to get a job, uh, all those kinds of things, how to pay bills, uh, so that when you get to that point, if you are indeed on your own, that you're not just kind of left to uh, whatever society would would normally do to people who are just kind of left out there hanging. Because it seems like those folks kind of find their way into uh, into some trouble Bad stuff, yeah. now and again. So they, they, they really want to load you up. But anyway, point being, I ran into uh, ran into the folks there. Uh, I saw and, and was talking to a lot of the different folks. And, man, they are so excited about the opportunities here at the Lake of the Ozarks. And really, uh, what's nice about uh, seeing these folks uh, is that they, you know, they want to do so much good for the community. And I feel that that is, uh, that's really promising. And, uh, you know, some of those folks we hope maybe might even go as far as to get involved in, uh, in, in you know, uh, being a public official, being an elected official. And uh, we'll see where a lot of that goes. It, it's got to start somewhere. And if you establish yourself when you're younger and you start making those contacts and connections, obviously things... Uh, Things can go far. Well, you know, they, they say that uh, if you knew when you were 18 what you know today at 60, what would you do different? Everything. Probably ta- <laughs> yeah, probably take things a little more seriously to begin with. Because yeah. I think in our youth, you know, we, 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 we have our youth where we can accomplish anything. Yeah, right, exactly, you know, whatever. We uh, uh, we just kind of fart around a lot, it seems like. And, really? and just, well, you know, just go have a good time and, and uh, not really even think about the future, most of us, I think. I and, like that, and then, I like uh, that uh, description there. That was, that was spot on. <laughs> hey, you know, we could have got worse. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, do, do things that are very self-centered and, and having fun and part and whatnot, but so I would have said I would have told myself uh, take things a little more seriously, start saving some money now, yeah. Because once you get older, you don't want to have to work this hard, and uh, and so on and so forth. So you know, yeah, you're right. It's good to start young. If you two things, um, I would have paid uh, a lot closer attention to my financial future, and I would have taken the time to really buckle down when it comes to education and and, yeah. and do more to learn more. And that's essentially, I think, something we can uh, kind of use to. Yeah, it uses a springboard to uh, talk about something that we've discussed before, Bastiat, and uh, the book, which is is a, a relatively small read. I don't know how many pages are in there. It couldn't be many. If there's 200, I'd be surprised. Um, 73 if you include the uh, study questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> 73. So there you go. That's 
that's like an hour for most people. Yeah, that's an hour, be. two hours. It's a deep read. I have to tell you, it's a deep read because uh, anything like this makes you think, and it makes you because we we have been so. Um, unless you get into something like this or you read the Federalist Papers or the Anti-Federalist Papers or uh, a lot of the original writings from the founders. And if you even even if you just sit down and instead of, oh, well, I know what the Declaration of Independence is, but have you ever actually read it? And I mean every word studied it, and, yeah. yeah and studied it and thought about what they meant uh with with their grievances when you do that you get a better understanding of what our founders went through a better understanding of what our founders had a great vision for the future of this nation and a better understanding of how other nations have maybe tried to some extent and screwed it up. So if you uh, if you read those things and and you read things like Bastiat, you get a better understanding of um, of how things are and to some extent maybe how things should be. One thing that Bastiat starts out with is that there's you have to have an understanding of of life in general, and that is that. You know, God gave us life, faculties, and production, and this is quoted out of the book. In other words, individuality, liberty, and property, that is man. Because, I mean, what else do you have? You have yourself, you have your word, you have your integrity, and you have what God gave you as abilities to be able to do all of the other things. Very few people wake up one morning and have a five-bedroom house and and two or three cars and a couple of boats. It just doesn't occur that way. No. It doesn't. It's very, very rare, uh, incredibly rare, and, and even those didn't get it that way. So, any, so anyhow, so then those are the three gifts that God presented. Uh, God gave all human that precedes all human legislation and is superior to that. And we understand that you have to have life first before you can start using your faculties. You have to be alive. And then before you can get property, you have to be able to use your faculties to be able to gain that property. That would be how intelligent you are, whether uh, um, or how skilled you are with your hands, uh, so on and so forth. <laughs> What was anyhow? <laughs> so you, 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 these these are the things that you have that all all men and women are created equal in that regard. God has given us something that is going to make us unique and individual and able to do these things. So then, so then, why do we have law and the government? We have the law and the government to help preserve all of those other things. And what is so then? If you as an individual have the have the ability because if you have these things life uh your faculties and your property you have to be able to defend that because there are bad people in the world uh as as a fall of human nature we want to try to maybe take away from or hinder the ability of folks being able to do what they do so then as an individual you have the ability to protect yourself and your property and your family if even with lethal force if need be to ensure that you preserve your life your liberty and your and your properties so then what is law what's the purpose of law the purpose of the law is when a society comes together as a group of people to say well if i as an individual can use force if necessary to protect my life liberty and property as an individual then wouldn't it make sense that as a collective we can also do those same things 
So we then create laws that uh, will punish you if you murder someone, hurt someone, steal their property. All of these things are designed to protect the individual and that individual's property um, in, in that if you know you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison or could possibly lose your life through the death penalty, maybe you'll think twice before you harm your neighbor. Right. Uh, if you know you're going to do 10 years in prison, maybe you'll think twice before you go steal your, your neighbor's car or what have you, you know. Uh, so, so we hope that that's the case. So then if that is the purpose of the law, then what else are we to do with that? That is, as an individual... I cannot come across the street over to your house and say, you know, you really need to cut your grass. And oh, by the way, I don't want the grass clippings out in the street. Who are you as an individual to go tell your neighbor that? It's their property, is it not? It's their property. So as an individual, you can't necessarily do that. And then for as a collective, you probably shouldn't be able to do that. Right. Then we throw in this caveat. And we move ourselves all into these big cities, you know, or in, in any close. So then you have to change some of those rules a little bit because now you start infringing a little more on other people's rights. But still, that is the basic premise that law is designed um, to protect your individual rights. And then as a collective, you collectively protect those individual rights together. Mm -hmm. So that is the basic premise of the law. So what, what is, how do things go uh, askew? Because, again, the downfall of man, the fatal flaws of man. Right. And it says, uh, the law has been perverted by the influence of two entirely different causes, stupid greed and false philanthropy. So the stupid greed is probably the easiest thing to figure out. Man comes up with property and wealth and whatnot one of two ways. They either work really, really hard to attain it, or they figure out some way to easily get it from somebody else. The first is called hard work and the fruits of your labor. The second is what Bastiat called plunder. And that plunder is basically what a pirate would do. They would come along and they would rob whatever you had by force and take it away and go do their own with it that they wanted to. Well, what is different than the government doing the same thing? If you, and especially when it's still humans, making those laws unjust laws to then take something from you that is and what is that something that they're taking from you it's your tax dollars used to subsidize basically much of anything else and if you take these things out of the mix if you take that government out of the mix man will perform much much better because let's think about this if you didn't have the government safety net and you only made so much wouldn't some of the first things on your plate be, well, your plate, food, yeah. shelter, mm -hmm. and clothing, right? right? You wouldn't worry about having a new car. You wouldn't concern yourself with running up a credit card debt because you wanted to go on a vacation or something of this nature because you wouldn't be able to. But for the government there being willing to subsidize and or bail you out of bad decisions, corporates, corporations do that all the time, yeah. individuals do it. You wouldn't do some of those things without that government to be there. Well, the only way the government can do that for you is they've first taken it from somebody else. So every time that you get a subsidy, every time that you get a bailout, every time that you get some sort of government help, 
I saw on Jesse Waters last night. They do their little thing on the on the streets, you know. And they said, well, what do you want to see them do to fix this? One of the guys actually said, more stimulus money, please. The only way you get that stimulus money is if you first take it from somebody else. And what we're doing now is we're taking it from our children and our grandchildren's future. That's what we're doing for our pleasures today. So that is a couple of the the basic reason why we have the law and a couple of basic reasons how and why it's perverted. See, and, and that in itself, you have grown adults. You have people who know what the consequences are of of doing what it is we're doing, yet they do it anyway. And why do they do it? Well, because they feel that there is a need to assist people. I would say, you know, you should, before you even look for any type of assistance, you should more than likely make every attempt necessary to try and do as much as you can. And and, and there are people out there that won't take assistance of any kind. But what I'm saying is... And I'm not saying, you know, you go out and you look for government assistance. You try to go down as many avenues as you possibly can to make sure that all of the efforts, all of the things, whatever it is you're trying to get accomplished, you try and try and try and try and try some more to get it all accomplished yourself. And if maybe you can't do that, you talk to a family member or you talk to a friend or you see if there's something out there, you know, where do you have to go to the bank and uh, borrow some money to take care of some mm-hmm. some uh, issues? Or, or go sit down and talk to somebody about consolidating all of your debt. Uh, I know somebody who recently did that, and, uh, well, it, it's made a huge difference in their life. But mm-hmm. it, it's so easy, it's so simple to reach out there and take what your government offers you because they make it so enticing. And they make it, in a lot of cases, relatively easy to acquire. But once you've acquired it, and once you've taken care of whatever it is you need taken care of, then you look back and you think, oh, well, now I'm on the hook. And and, and I'm on the hook for maybe more than just what I needed to borrow and pay back, or whatever the uh, whatever the case may be. And, and then you realize how, I, I don't want to say stupid, but... Maybe you should have tried to pursue a few more avenues uh, or, or, or done something completely and totally different. But then there are those people who look at it and they say, um, psychologically, okay, so I've taken care of this problem. So what else is out there? Let me look and see what else the government can do to help mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. But see, the government, as, as much as you think that they're helping you, they're only giving you enough rope not to be a cowboy, but to hang yourself with. Mm-hmm. And... I, they're also giving you enough rope because there are strings attached to all of these programs. You're not going to just get assistance and not be expected to do anything in return. And that is the whole issue. What are you being expected to do in return? And if so, is it something that you know you feel comfortable doing? Or it just really opens the door to a lot of additional problems had you not found a way to solve the problem yourself. Yeah, that's true. And and one of the things that, uh, I mean, we all wind up, I broke my collarbone last year and took a 
took a pretty good financial hit because I wasn't able to be out there and do, doing the work that I needed to do. So we all wind up in situations sure. that, uh, you know, put us in a spot. But we need to look in the mirror and, and, like you said, figure out how we can get out of that spot um, by our own our own measures. And, and Bastiat, real quickly, we're about out of time here for this hour, but uh, it says, Man can live and satisfy his wants only by ceaseless labor. That ceaseless application of his faculties by natural resources, t- or two natural resources. This process is the origin of property. But it's also true that a man may live and satisfy his wants by seizing and consuming the products of the labor of others. This process is the origin of labor. When then does plunder stop? It stops when it becomes more painful and more dangerous than labor. As you mentioned, it, we, we kind of want the easy way through things. And labor, work, work is hard. Work is hard, whether it's mental work, whether it's uh, financial, or, or excuse me, uh, uh, mental work, physical work, it doesn't matter. It's hard work. So the, the deal is here then, um, it is easier to figure out how to steal other people's money through plunder, legal plunder, than it is to go out and do the work yourself. So then, what is, so then it tells you then, when is that going to stop? It's going to stop when it's more dangerous to plunder than it is to work. And then what is the idea of the of the law? If the law is then designed to protect your property, life, and liberty, then wouldn't you say that the only purpose for the law is to protect those things and do everything it can to end the tyranny of plunder? Good point to jump in here and uh, take a quick information break. We thank you so much for joining us this morning. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, don't forget, it is 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri. Also, you can uh, check us out on uh, keyradio.live. Don't forget the free apps for your Android phone, for your iPhone. You go to wherever you get your apps uh, for Android or iPhone. Simply type in Key Radio KEYK. It's a free app, and you can take us with you wherever you go. Information now from Stacy Johnson, LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source, and Chris Schneider from Lake TV with a check of sports on the key. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, March 9th. Expect more of Missouri's roller coaster weather as we go from the mid-60s to returning to snow on the ground later this week. The National Weather Service reports that mid-Missouri is expected to see widespread snow and a glaze of ice on Thursday night into Friday. However, Lake of the Ozarks will probably only see an inch or two of snowfall, so hopefully the winter weather stays light and we can get back into spring. After a two-year hiatus, Elegant Evening is back and here to support Camdenton's Education Foundation. Funds from the event provide scholarship and grants to teachers and students. The event also showcases Camdenton students' talents in a variety of areas, including culinary arts students making appetizers, dinner, and desserts. Elegant Evening is the sole fundraiser of the Education Foundation. Imagine catching a giant prehistoric fish whose ancestors swam during the time of dinosaurs. Well, with the start of paddlefish season, you can. Paddlefish season runs from March 15th through April 30th. A new regulation has also established a statewide minimum length limit of 32 inches. So brush up on all regulations, check your fishing license, and start snagging on March 15th. This has been your Lake Expo newscast. For this news and more... 
at lakeexpo.com, lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Big trade in the NFL, the Seahawks sending quarterback Russell Wilson to the Broncos for a package of players and draft picks. Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl in Seattle, the Seahawks' only Super Bowl win. Former Mizzou quarterback Drew Locke is among the players going from Denver to Seattle. The Broncos have used 11 different quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired. That might make the uh, AFC West Conference a little more difficult for the Kansas City Chiefs who have dominated that uh, division of late. As for hockey, the Blues, well, they have now lost four in a row. They fell at home last night to Ottawa 4-1. to one. Blues looking to break out of the skid Thursday tomorrow at home against the Rangers. As for college baseball, Mizzou Tigers doing really well to start the young season. They're 8-1. and one. They open a four-game series against Gonzaga tomorrow. The MSU softball team, the Lady Bears, just 4-11. and They open a, uh, a series of games in the Jayhawk Invitational in Lawrence tomorrow against Kansas. As for Mizzou softball and the MSU men, they will uh, get back into action on Friday. As we head into conference tournament week, the AP Top 25 college basketball rankings have Gonzaga at number one this week. They're followed by Arizona, Baylor, Auburn, and Kentucky. Then come Kansas, Duke, Villanova, Purdue, Tennessee. Uh, They round out the top ten. So for college hoops, Mizzou Tigers open SEC tournament play today. Mizzou with the number 12 seed. They take on 13 Ole Miss. They'll tip that off around 5 o'clock. The Tigers beat Ole Miss both games during the regular season. The MSU Bears lost in the second round uh, and the semifinal round last week in the Valley Conference Tournament. So now they sit back and await their fate. Will they make the big dance or the NIT? We'll just have to wait and find out. Hey, check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. There is a battle raging for the hearts and minds of our children, a battle to erase Christian values and constitutional principles. Concerned Women for America of Missouri invites you to their state conference April 9th in Springfield to hear leaders and experts speak on important issues, including critical race theory, transgenderism, and election integrity. 
you'll leave inspired and equipped. The night before, CWA will hold their pastor-to-pastor dinner, leading in today's culture. Learn what churches can legally do to bring biblical values to all areas of influence and lead your congregation in these difficult times. There's no cost to pastors. RSVP on Eventbrite. For information, visit the CWA of Missouri Facebook events page. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. Well, goodness gracious, I tell you, it is uh, so great to be back here today, and it is uh, so great to uh, hear from all of you uh, wonderful folks wishing me well and happy health and good health and, you know, get better. I'm sorry about that. I'm just trying to, this is our little phone. Watch what happens when I do this. Poof, it's gone just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Yes, indeed. I'll tell you, the uh, technology these days is just amazing. I love it. But, uh, again, thank you to everyone for the well wishes. It's uh, it's great to be back. It's great to, uh, you know, get out of the house and give my wife as much free space as she needs because I think she was basically tired of having me in there. 33 degrees. Let's double check on that as we uh, are enjoying a beautiful day here in uh, downtown Osage Beach. We are on the west end of the Osage Beach Parkway, where it is uh, 33, make it 34 degrees now, and we are looking for a high today of around 52, low tonight of around 29, 43 the high tomorrow, 25 the low, possibly some snow on Friday, uh, talking uh, one to three inches of snow. I, you know, I, I think that is just when they talk about snow, and they mention snow in the forecast, rather than doing the math, they just say, I oh, will say one to three. You know, if it's one to three, great. If it's three to five, okay. If it's uh, six to ten, well, then once the snow melts, we'll all be moving to a different place, a different location where people can't find us. 31 the high on Friday, nine above the uh, overnight low. And then we've got uh, fun and festivities coming up this weekend. Uh, Saturday's high of 35, a low 25. 
uh, 59 the high on Sunday with a low of 39. Then uh, get ready for it. We've we've had kind of a, a, a lackluster week as far as the weather. 60 on Monday, 64 on Tuesday, Woo-hoo! 77 the high on Wednesday, 71 on Thursday, 62 on Friday. And then we'll roll back around to uh, Saturday's high of 63 degrees, and that will be on Saturday, March the 19th. I've got to get this in before I forget. On uh, Friday, Friday at 810, it is the return of my mother, Elise Audrey Burns, who will be making her uh, radio debut on Key Radio. Woo! I've talked to Mom um, a lot of years on the radio. Didn't get to do it last year, but we will be doing it this Friday because... Friday is Mom's 87th birthday. Wonderful. And so Mom's going to spend about 20 minutes or so with us, giving you uh, nuggets of information that you can utilize to live a better, happier, more carefree life. And at 87 years old, Mom's done a lot. She's seen a lot. And um, she'd like to share some of that knowledge with you. She'll probably even give you some tasty nuggets about what it was like to have me as a son growing up. And that's maybe the part of the discussion you want to turn down. Don't, don't, you don't want to listen to that too much. Don't need to know all those secrets, huh? But, uh, yeah, Mom is going to join us officially, get her back on the air. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, all of you who have wanted to hear from my mom, she is alive and kicking and uh, doing relatively well. Um, you know, she has her good days and bad days like anybody. But uh, Mom has always been a very positive person, a great outlook on life. Um, it didn't, didn't, you know, transfer into me. But mom has always been, uh, mom has been mom and dad since I was about 12 years old. And uh, for my sister Carol as well. And so, you know, we've done our part. We've, we've got, you know, we've got married and we've had kids and hopefully we'll have some grand, grandkids. Uh, my, my sister has a daughter and I have a son. And uh, my, uh, my niece Audrey, she's... 15. She's almost 16 years old. She'll be 16 in uh, December of this year. So she's getting ready to drive. My son is engaged. Zach is engaged to his um, the love of his life, Sydney, and so they're going to get married in a couple of years. And Where's your sister live? Uh, my sister lives in Old Town, Florissant. Okay, still um, up in there. Okay. She lives about a little over a mile from Mom. She lives in a, a, a historic house. Which That's great. I would not wish on anybody. Oh, is that? Well. Because if you yeah, do anything, yeah. if you have to make any modifications to your house, uh, the litany of of, 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 of of yeses and okays and paperwork, mm-hmm. I, they wanted to put more um, efficient windows in their home, right? Get some windows that were a little bit better sure. off, you know. Sure. So they had to go to the city, and they have to talk to them, and then they have to uh, look at all the different possibilities of the types of windows that you can have in the house, and uh, and they've wanted to do other things. I mean, they and and, and uh, they probably have to find something that is aesthetically similar to yeah. what's in there now. Maybe close. Got to look similar. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an infestation of brown recluse spiders. Ouch. And so, uh, of course, my sister was very concerned about her daughter. Sure. Uh, you know, getting bit by a brown recluse, and they had some issues in the house. But they had to go through a special process of getting the uh, spiders all taken care of. They wow. can't just call the exterminator. And, and then, you know, you go in and you want to do things to prevent them from coming back. Can't do that and there are things There are things you can do, but, again, you have to have the, the blessing of the, of, of the people that uh, are yep. in charge of, of making decisions sure. about historic property in the city. So uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, and I'll have to ask her, when I talk to, I'm going to talk to her probably tomorrow. Um, 
and we'll find out just exactly what's going on with uh, with her home and everything. But um, yeah, we'll we'll do that. Uh, Very cool. Because I, I'm trying to remember who it was that lived there or visited there. It, I think it had something to do with a Union general. Hmm. But there is there is some, some real history there. Yeah, there's real history, yeah. Cool, yeah. Very cool. And in Old Town Florissant was uh, what do we have? A Valley of the Flowers, and it was uh, there was some French influence and some Spanish influence, oh, and, and so it's real. You know, it's Fleur de Lis all over that place. Yeah, Fleur de Lis, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <coughs> Excuse me. Nine fourteen. Ike Skelton is with us. We were referring to Bastiat's uh, the law. Before we got into uh, the top of the hour break, we can talk some more about that. If you have any questions, anything you'd like to uh, talk to us about here this morning, 573-633-5395 is the number to call. And uh, please feel free to chime in uh, if you'd like to ask Ike uh, a question about, I don't know, anything in particular. Yeah. Anything at all, feel free to do so. Now's the time to do it while he's sitting here, while we've got him behind the mic. And so... uh, we kind of left off, uh, you know, we were talking about decisions people can make when it comes to handling their affairs, all right? And traditionally, I think, you know, people, we all get up the creek without a paddle sometimes. Sure. It's how we decide to uh, how we decide to handle the situation. That's right. That's right. And so. Uh, and, and if we learned from that. To help exactly. to help ensure that we don't wind up in that creek again, you know. You know, even even the smartest people, even the smartest people, oh, sure. find themselves in in times of trouble. Hey, you don't you don't have control over everything that's going on in, in your atmosphere. Exactly, um, and you know, we had a, a case in point. Uh, I don't consider myself one of the smartest people by a long shot, but we had some issues with the IRS, and I thought, oh no, our uh, our ship is sunk, <laughs> but we were able to work through it. We didn't have to do anything that we really didn't want to do. Uh, we had to maintain a, a constant line of communication until the issue was resolved. But you know, w- w- there were certain ways we could have gone to maybe get some help. But I said no. I don't want to go that way because uh, after finding out uh, a little bit more about the consequences. Uh, no, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take my lumps now mm-hmm. so I don't have to take them later. Yeah, right, right, sure. And th- this is something that uh, Bastiat pointed out uh, in a little bit because I guess with the nature of man, you know, be- certainly before the founding of America, it was, I mean, it was, uh, you know, just dog eat dog out there if you weren't part of the upper class uh you were pretty much nothing and no matter how hard your labor was there was always some one above you willing to plunder that labor from you so you never really gained things and this is where revolutions come in this is because there's a point in time um that the people have had enough there that you you can you can yes and and maybe even americans are more apt to be plundered for a longer period of time than maybe some others because we have had that freedom and we have so much that if you take a little away it doesn't hurt 
because we have so much. If you have almost nothing and they take it away, that hurts. Uh, but when you have so much and they take a little away, it, it's not as big a deal until they really start uh, really getting into what you then perceive as as getting too deep into your pocket. Right. And you're really starting to take away from what I want to do in life. Now I'm going to get angry. And then what happens? We see these big swings in politics, uh, and we see it here in the nation. We're in, we're, we're in one of those right now. So I'll just read a little bit from, from his uh, little treatise here. And, and it says, according to people's degree of enlightenment, how well you stay informed, how intelligent you are, these plundered classes may propose one or two entirely different purposes when they attempt to attain political power. Either they may wish to stop lawful plunder or they may wish to share in it. Woe to the nation when this latter purpose prevails among the mass victims of lawful plunder, when they in turn seize the power to make laws. Because unfortunately, instead of rooting out the injustices found in society, it seems as though they make injustices general. As soon as the plundered classes gain political power, they establish a system of reprisals against other classes. They do not abolish legal plunder. I, a case in point, we can, and, and it's not like what I'm about to talk about. I'm going to talk about Trump and his, first, and his four years in office. And I'm not saying that he wanted to continue legal plunder or that he wanted to um, uh, lay plunder on the other side, as it were, and plunder them. But what he did, I think, was miss a grand opportunity because right now at the federal level, and this comes into term limits a little bit if you want to think, talk about term limits real quick, um, the, the system is in place for plunder to occur at the federal level. You get a certain president in for a little while, maybe they'll lower taxes, maybe they'll do away with this regulation through executive order, or they'll do away with that regulation for executive order, or they'll hand out more leases for the drilling of more oil, uh, and things of the nature to help alleviate these problems in our nation. And then when the next administration comes along, as we can see now, they undo all of those things, they revert back to the system that is inherently in place, and they continue continue the plunder that was occurring before. And not only that, they figure out new ways to plunder from you. Mm -hmm. So we miss an opportunity, and I, and I heard a pundit on some show talk about this. Republicans seem to miss an opportunity. It's like when, when we gain control, especially at the federal level it appears, and maybe even here, when they gain control of the House, the Senate, and or the White House, they just tend to sit back and say, okay, we've got the majority of the House, we've got the majority of the Senate, and we've got the presidency. Let's just keep it. Let's just maintain it. We're not going to do anything fascinating that would maybe make us lose that seat, and we're not going to do anything fascinating to maybe gain a few more seats. We're just going to kind of keep a status quo because we're safe and we have our little fiefdom here, right? The Democrats, on the other hand, will get in, it seems to me, and this individual, and they will just go to the, you know, all out to accomplish everything that they want for their side, election be darned. They, they, it's like they don't care if they lose election. As long as they took that couple of four years to gain as much for their side as they want, they'll do it. Because they know that once these machines are in place, they don't go away. They might go dormant for a little while, 
because the bureaucracy is still there for them to use. And unfortunately, the bureaucracy in a lot of cases are filled with individuals that think the same way. Uh, great. So when, when they then get the opportunity um, to, to do what they want to do, the, the function, the machinery, and all of what's necessary is still there for them to do it. And then this continue to march down the road. Connor, go ahead. Good morning. You're on uh, Key Radio. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning. You know, good morning. You know, Ike, uh, you're right, And but the legalized plunder isn't just at the federal level because the way that they manipulate our monetary system, they now pass it down to the states and local levels. And you see that a lot, especially with the pandemic relief money and how it was uh, distributed to local counties and then distributed out into the communities. I mean, who gets to decide and pick who gets what. And so you have to look at it like that as well. And I think, and you and I talked about this yesterday, but perhaps the reason that the Republicans don't do anything with the swamp whenever they're in control is the swamp has all the goods on most of those guys, (laughs) and they know it, and so they have to keep each other in place. There, there, there's very, yeah, very possibly that that is a, a good a good point. But um, and and I think you're right in a lot of extent. But you know, we, we have just got to uh, be willing. You know, our founders sacrificed their life. I was just liberty, gonna, well, you must have been reading had, my mind man. because I, I I would say there were a lot of people. I'm sure they, regardless of of the time, uh, it could have been when the nation was uh, in the process of of. of establishing that firm foundation, getting its legs underneath, all the way up to where we are now. Don't you think there are people out there that had dirt, you know, plenty of dirt. They they had dirt on on this one and that one, and, you know, maybe they used it, maybe they didn't. But if you're going to get into a position where you are an elected official, you have a responsibility, you have a job, and it's not always doing what is popular. It is what's doing what is right. And and don't your constituents deserve that much? I mean... You went to them, maybe you knocked on their door, maybe you uh, campaigned and, and, and you did the shake and howdy with them, and you said, you know, when I go here, when I get there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then all of a sudden you get there and you realize, oh, my gosh, look at this place. It's, you know, it's 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 wonderful. It's, it's the land of milk and honey, and then you get people coming to you. Now, listen, I know you're young. I know you're new. Um uh, I'm going to tell you how, how, how we play yeah, ball how here. We do things this here, is how yeah. we play ball. You know, you help me, I'll help you, and everybody gets along, and things run well, smoothly, and we don't have any issues or any problems. But that's not the way that you should be doing things. And, and unfortunately, I wonder sometimes if we're too entrenched in that theory, well, in that process, that we can, uh, we can break free from it, or if there's somebody out there who would be willing to break free from that. Well... You make a lot of great points, and I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, the only thing that I would say is, if you look at our founders, uh, and especially the ones who started to write the Federalist and, and especially the Anti-Federalist papers, they used fake names, they used pseudonyms, because they didn't want the government um, at the time coming after them. And so this really isn't a new problem. The only difference is with the advancement of technology it's much harder um, to state your position and not have the swamp try to bury you and come after you and do those things. So I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. 
but uh, that kind of goes against human nature, and that's part of the problem that we're facing right now. Right, I'm not right. sure how we overcome sure. it. Well, right. I'm, I'm glad you said that because isn't that then also kind of the um, the 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 voters' responsibility or the citizenry's responsibility to sit back and say, you know, yeah, this guy did X, Y, Z you know, whatever it is, 20 years ago, you, you pick it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know what, they're they're really helping preserve my liberty and my freedom and they cut taxes and they whatever. Uh, maybe we should uh, look at who's attacking them and find out why they're really attacking them and maybe we should uh, support our guy and uh, get the attacks off of them or something of this nature. I think, I think we expect a lot of times our elected officials to be not only, you know, pure as the wind-driven snow, but to be absolutely right and be able to accomplish everything that they said they would as immediately as you think they're able to. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I supported Donald Trump not because I thought he was a choir boy. Um, I supported him because he had a lot of policies that I agreed with, you know. And I hope if he does get reelected, I believe he's going to run a second turn, a second time. But if he gets reelected, he needs to go in and absolutely, literally drain the swamp this time. He needs to just take an axe to the bureaucracy and cut it out immediately. Well, if you'll notice how the media is handling it, every seems like every week now, maybe every other week or at least once a month, they're bringing up something that they're trying to tie to Trump, whether it's his kids, whether, you know, and, and, and who was it? Wasn't it the uh, AG, uh, Barr, who recently was talking about this uh, this election fraud and how, you know, you've got guys like this that we thought were, you know, were, were, were kind of uh, on Trump's team at one particular point. And, and now all of these people are being given an opportunity. Uh, and, and I don't know what type of uh, uh, motivation that they Personal gain. Yeah, you know, well, personal gain. You know, what am I going to get out of this? Is, is there money to be made? Is there money to be had? Uh, am I going to get a book deal? Yes. Uh, whatever, you know. Uh, am I going to be on a speaking tour yes. now? Uh, all of the above. Well, and, 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 and it just it, it bugs the daylights out of me because... Mm-hmm. You know, at, at one point, uh, you 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 know you had put your allegiance toward Donald Trump, and now you're doing everything to uh, to to distance yourself right. from him. So, well, what I what I see happening here is I question the legitimacy of these people once they come out after you know. And, and I hey, I understand and realize that people are always able to change their thought process and change their opinion based on whatever. But it seems like uh, the left is doing everything they can now to get people that used to yeah. be tied to Trump to come out and and uh, bash and, and bash him and yeah and and, and uh, throw dirt on him or whatever you know drag him through the mud yeah <clears throat> yeah and then do you remember when John Bolton was in the administration oh, and he goodness. was pushing heavily for a war with uh, Iran and when Trump didn't give it to him then he turned on him yep. now all of a sudden he's you know the worst guy ever so <laughs> they have their own little pet projects they want right, done and if they, right. they don't get it done then they come they turn on them so yeah. and I see I think that that uh, calls for the character of the individual throwing that and, and come up with it because if you disagree with someone it doesn't yes. mean you go out and trash them because they you know I, I'll be straight I had a little falling out with a particular legislator a few years ago but I'm not going to trash that individual 
individual publicly because they're still doing some really good stuff. So, uh, you know, let them right. let things be. And um, you know, we've got a country, a nation, and a state, and a and a, and a county to fix here. So it's it's much bigger than any That's one right. individual. Caller, thank you for your time. I appreciate good it. Show. Thank you, thank you, sir. And uh, uh, of course, for those who who don't recognize uh, the voice. I think you probably should if you listen to Key Radio at all. Uh, that's Matt Burns, part of uh, the BS Nation, along with Ike Skelton. Now uh, rolling into uh, the bottom of the hour, we do have uh, some uh, business to attend to as far as uh, some local news. We're going to get into that one more time for you this morning. Stacy Johnson with Lake Expo, your trusted news source, and Chris Schneider with Lake TV, taking care of business here on The Daily Show on Key Radio. And as always, thanks for listening. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, March 9th. Expect more of Missouri's roller coaster weather as we go from the mid-60s to returning to snow on the ground later this week. The National Weather Service reports that mid-Missouri is expected to see widespread snow and a glaze of ice on Thursday night into Friday. However, Lake of the Ozarks will probably only see an inch or two of snowfall, so hopefully the winter weather stays light and we can get back into spring. After a two-year hiatus, Elegant Evening is back and here to support Camdenton's Education Foundation. Funds from the event provide scholarship and grants to teachers and students. The event also showcases Camdenton students' talents in a variety of areas, including culinary arts students making appetizers, dinner, and desserts. Elegant Evening is the sole fundraiser of the Education Foundation. Imagine catching a giant prehistoric fish whose ancestors swam during the time of dinosaurs. Well, with the start of paddlefish season, you can. Paddlefish season runs from March 15th through April 30th. A new regulation has also established a statewide minimum length limit of 32 inches. So brush up on all regulations, check your fishing license, and start snagging on March 15th. This has been your Lake Expo newscast. For this news and more... At lakeexpo.com, late news, events, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical, contemporary, and traditional type themes in our store in general, but we go into lots of different categories. When you come to Victoria Station, we want you to feel like you've escaped from the world. We want you to come and enjoy the sights, the sounds, the smells, and find that something special to introduce that into your own home. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage. Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 5.30. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Big trade in the NFL, the Seahawks sending quarterback Russell Wilson to the Broncos for a package of players and draft picks. Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl in Seattle. The Seahawks 
only Super Bowl win. Former Mizzou quarterback Drew Locke is among the players going from Denver to Seattle. The Broncos have used 11 different quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired. That might make the uh, AFC West Conference a little more difficult for the Kansas City Chiefs who have dominated that uh, division of late. As for hockey, the Blues, well, they have now lost four in a row. They fell at home last night to Ottawa 4-1. to Blues looking to break out of the skid Thursday tomorrow at home against the Rangers. As for college baseball, Mizzou Tigers doing really well to start the young season. They're 8-1. They open a four-game series against Gonzaga tomorrow. The MSU softball team, the Lady Bears, just 4-11. They open a, uh, a series of games in the Jayhawk Invitational in Lawrence tomorrow against Kansas. As for Mizzou softball and the MSU men, they will uh, get back into action on Friday. As we head into conference tournament week, the AP Top 25 college basketball rankings have Gonzaga at number one this week. They're followed by Arizona, Baylor, Auburn, and Kentucky. Then come Kansas, Duke, Villanova, Purdue, Tennessee. Uh, They round out the top ten. So for college hoops, Mizzou Tigers open SEC tournament play today. Mizzou with a number 12 seed. They take on 13 Ole Miss. They'll tip that off around 5 o'clock. The Tigers beat Ole Miss both games during the regular season. The MSU Bears lost in the second round uh, and the semifinal round last week in the Valley Conference Tournament. So now they sit back and await their fate. Will they make the big dance or the NIT? We'll just have to wait and find out. Hey, check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every day. Lake TV bringing you five local Lake Area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, Live High School Sports, Real Estate, Dining, Boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks Shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation, featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local, and that's really what that's what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation, Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key. Business, government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. All right, folks, we've got about, uh, what, 22, 23 minutes left in the hour. I will tell you on the program tomorrow, we'll talk it over with our community events director. That's Mindy Sales in hour number one, talking about things going on here at the Lake of the Ozarks. And, uh, of course, her feature, Thoughtful Thursday, where she hunts down people uh, in the community doing wonderful things. 
Uh, again, a lot of these folks, they don't want any notoriety, but if Mindy finds you, we're going to give it to you. You're, you're going to get it. So that is just something to look forward to tomorrow. Also, uh, our good buddy, the educated redneck, Danny Ellison, joins me at about 9.10. And Danny will uh, talk about whatever he's on his mind. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that Danny is going to be talking about gas prices, which are unbelievable. Three seventy nine dollars uh, for a gallon of regular unleaded. And if you uh, are driving a diesel, you're paying more than that. And the sad part is, it doesn't have to be this way, man. It oh, doesn't have to be this way oh, at but all. Joe, Joe Biden is oh. being—he's being such a uh, such a wonderful president. He's standing up against Russia by boycotting their oil. We get three percent of our oil from Russia. So wait, so wait, so three percent so of our oil okay, okay. comes from Russia. Okay, 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 okay. So okay, the fr- okay. <laughs> so the first thing we do, all right, Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah, right. So the first thing we do is we completely destroy our oil. Co- producing capabilities, yes, right? Yes, that's the first thing we do. Uh, that's the second thing we do, we give the green light to Russia to move more oil into Europe. Then Russia decides to go to war, invade Ukraine. Right. So what do we do? We're buying Russian oil at the same time saying, oh, you shouldn't be going and doing these things in Ukraine, but we're going to go ahead and give you a bunch of money to do it. Not only are we going to give you a bunch of money, but because we quit production in the United States, Uh oil prices around the world are going to go up because there isn't so much of a supply, and therefore Putin is making much more money on the oil that he is selling. And hey, us boycotting his oil doesn't mean crap, because how many other countries are going to buy it. Europe's going to buy it. They don't have much of a choice. Nope. They've got to get their oil from them almost because we're not producing it and able to supply it to our allies. So they have to get them from our, well, I don't want to use the word enemy maybe, but Putin's well an enemy. I don't know about the Russian people, but anyhow. And, and then this lying president we have gets on TV and says, I'm going to do everything I can to reduce this pain or whatever. No, you're not. No, hey, you're did, not. Did we use up the uh, 30 million barrels plus of our reserves yet? The second day after he said he was releasing I think the last done. time you and I talked, oh, uh, we talked about that. We discussed the fact that uh, the oil consumption uh, in the state of California is 20.8 barrels, uh, 20.8 million barrels a day. Yeah, that's the United States, the whole country. Oh, that's, that's the whole, whole country. country. Okay. The state of California is 1.8 million barrels yeah. a day. So, so, it, so we blew through that, and it, it did absolutely nothing. Yeah, day did, two. Did, yeah. Did gas prices go down? Did we feel uh, the... Did we feel how uh, the folks in Washington, D.C. really give a hoot and holler and hell about us? And, and here's the thing about that. You mentioned it you, several times. You know, that's where we are really working at a fever pitch to make sure that government on the local level, uh, I don't know that you can do much about gas prices, but you can certainly do a lot of things, uh, uh, you know, that that we do have under our control, that government on the local level and working towards uh, doing as much as we can there makes all the sense in the world. The state level, we can uh, reach out to our, our, uh, our state folks and, and see, you know, just how in tune they are with us. But uh, once you get beyond that, that's when you get into the quagmire, as the caller referred to earlier, the swamp. And, you know, it, it's a shame that that's the way we look at some place where they're supposed to be doing uh, the job of, of running this country, uh, even though they are too deeply involved in this country. Uh, you know, there's certain things that we should be utilizing with our federal government. And then uh, there's probably, oh, I guess maybe a good 70, 75, 80 percent of things that the government shouldn't have its hands in in the first place. Absolutely. And, and, and here, here, here is something that I just got to thinking about. Your local level, states, what can we do? 
what can what could Alaska do as a state to help out this problem? Because here's the thing, and this is out of Bastiat as well. This is a direct quote. No society can exist unless the laws are respected to a certain degree. Uh-huh. You don't have to like them all, but you do have to respect the law to right. us. Yeah. The safest way to make laws respected is to make them respectable. When law and morality contradict each other, the citizen has the cruel alternative of either losing his moral sense or losing his respect for the law. These are two these two evils are of equal consequence and it would be difficult for a person to choose between them. We are at the point, I believe, that we as Americans, I know all right, me, I'll say me, is losing great respect for the laws that have been created because we see the federal tyranny in the state of Alaska over the entire nation. What if the state of Alaska said, you know what, Anwar is in Alaska, not Washington, D.C. Guess what? If we have to, and this is the way I look at lead production and other things here in the state of Missouri, if we have to have a state agency drill the oil in Alaska and send it out to the populace throughout the country and or the world, we're going to do it. The federal government be darned. We're going to do it anyway. It's in our state. And, and, and these are the types of things that you don't want to happen in a society. But we're getting closer to that because the foolishness, abject foolishness that we see coming out of Washington, D.C. in this particular administration on how to deal with these oil prices is absolutely asinine. It, it, it is illogical to any of us who want to help America. It's logical to them. And what does this Buttigieg dirtbag come on TV and says, oh, well, we're going to spend $5 billion, which is nothing compared to what they want to do, and we're going to ramp up you know, charging stations around the country, and we're going to have more electric cars. Excuse me, Booty, but that ain't going to work, dude. It's going to take a long time for that to ever come along. And oh, by the way, I think a majority of Americans really don't want that. And they see the foolishness of it. Tell me how long a, a, an electric vehicle is going to last up in Michigan in the winter. Hmm. Not very good. Not, and, and well, it, it's, it's just they're, they're, they're doing this on purpose. They're destroying this country by design. And, and, it, and it just it, this, that's where we're getting. We're getting I, have to to, I have to question the methods in this country based on something that has happened while Russia and Ukraine have been going back and forth with one another, <coughs> excuse me, the Russians actually bombed a nuclear plant. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, does anybody know what happens with nuclear <laughs> plants when things blow up? Does anybody remember, not too terribly far from where this nuclear plant is, is a place called Chernobyl. Yeah, it's a lot closer to Ukraine than it is to, <laughs> you know, any place here in the United States. And when uh, they had the issues, the problems that they had there, and there was an explosion, and had they not been able to get it under control, I mean, a, a lot of people died when uh, all of the events, you know, happened at Chernobyl the way they did. And it's still affecting future generations, kids, Absolutely. To this day. Uh, and so, you know, the stupidity of this whole thing, this guy is, and we're talking about, you know, everybody getting on and the green this and the green that, and green, 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 green. 
Um, apparently, there's people in other countries who don't give a hoot and holler in hell. And I'll say it again. Uh, there are people in other countries who don't give a hoot and holler in hell. They're going to run their country the way they want to run it. If they're going to use coal, if they want oil, uh, that's exactly the way it's going to go. And all of these other countries that think they're going to change their minds are, 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 are full of it. And that's, that's what really blows my mind about all of this, how, how we allow people to change our way of life in such a way that it is, it, it, can can you you talk about how long will a an electric vehicle last in Michigan, or in Wyoming, or in Montana, or in Idaho? Uh, a lot of these big states with you know, where are you going to put all the charging stations at? You know, where are these charging stations going to come from, and how in the world are you going to be able to maintain them in states like? Idaho and Montana, what we just sat here and talked about. And then on top of it all, on top of it all, you are you are looking at these vehicles that are just astronomical in price. How are you going to, you know what, people, we are getting it at both ends right now based on COVID. And here's why. New vehicles, they can't get the chips for them, so they're not able to produce them. Used vehicles, they are through the roof. Has anybody, have you priced a, a used vehicle lately? Or, or I saw, I saw a, a, a truck the other day, and I was, I, I, I was so tempted to go over and talk to the guy about, you know, what, what, it, you know, what I could get it for, what he had, had listed for, what I wanted to pay for it. But I didn't do it because he would probably think I was crazy and, and have me you know, call the, call the, uh, the folks and say, this this person here needs to be committed. But the point, you know, I'm trying to make is that, I mean, you're getting it on both ends and then add to this electric vehicles and everything that they're trying to do. And, and, and is that maybe the, is that the master plan? Is that the grand scheme of things where you have the inability to produce new vehicles at a rate? Because if you go talk to a new car dealer, what they're going to tell you is as soon as the vehicles come in, they're gone because they're already sold. Yeah. And what a used car dealer is going to tell you is, well, you know, um, that this is the best I can do. Well, and and and, and the in the pre-owned or used car, <clears throat> excuse me, dealers are, are making a mint off of this thing, and so are they trying to drive us to electric vehicles? Are they pushing us oh, in, in yeah. that direction? Oh yeah. I mean, does that make sense? Yes. Uh, and and then you know now we're starting to see all these charging stations popping up, and we've got a few around the lake area. Yeah. Uh, but is this transition really going to make sense when it's all said and done? Because you have to mine for the lithium for the batteries. Do we know how long, on average, with an electric vehicle, a lithium battery lasts after it's used, after it's uh, you know performed and, and, and gone through its usefulness? And what have, do we do with it? It's got to have a lifespan. Um, you know, I mean, all of these things that we're talking about here. It's great to see the fact that they're developing these vehicles with zero emissions and how they uh, benefit the environment. But in reality, when we look at the production process itself, are we really doing good things for the environment, or are we just, you know, are we just hearing about the end result that the vehicle has zero emissions as opposed to what they had to go through in order to produce it in the first place? Yeah, there definitely aren't zero emissions on how to produce the thing to begin with. You know, the vehicle might be itself, but uh, what do you, like you said, what do you do with that afterwards? You know, we're seeing these, and how many, I'm sure most people have seen these truckloads of tur- uh, wind turbine propellers that they cut in three or four sections and load them up on a on an 18-wheeler and haul them down the highway to get rid of them because they also, like 
everything, including us, have a lifespan. And uh, when it wears out, you can't use it anymore. You got to get rid of it. You can't just dispose of these things. They're burying them in these huge landfills. And, oh, I'm sorry, but I thought that was a big environmentalist thing is we shouldn't put a bunch of junk in the ground like that. You know, so it, it just defies logic. It, it really does defy logic. We need to, you know, you mentioned earlier about trying to restrict other countries and how they pr- produce their energy. That is the folly of of socialist collectivism to begin with, to think that one size fits all, to think that what's going to work here is going to work across the country uh, or across the st- or across the uh, the pond, as it were, across the ocean, you know, um, and to think that that a group of individuals at the United Nations can get together and decide what's going to be best for the entire world. And oh, by the way, they call these best practices. You'll see those in you know, just about everything you do these days. Oh, what are the best practices to fix XYZ? Well, guess who put together those? Somebody sitting down at some international table deciding what they think the best practices are to resolve a situation, whatever it might be. And it's a one-size-fits-all sort of thing. There's no ingenuity in there. There's no room for you to figure it out for yourself. It's kind of like here in Osage Beach. Now, look, folks, I've been saying this on the stump. You don't have to go to Washington, D.C. or even Jefferson City to find out stupidity and corruption in our government. Right here in Osage Beach, they've adopted the international building codes. They adopted them several years ago. Well, you know what? I'm kind of rambling here a little bit, but it kind of took me to a different direction. We talked about this uh, water heater thing, right? Because what do we want to talk about mostly? It's just tyranny in general, right? So we're talking about this water heater thing in Osage Beach. Remember that big hubbub? I think they backed off that. Well, guess what? Well, I hope so. But guess what? Here's the thing. That was in, and their city, I don't remember the inspector or, or public works or somebody, said that that had been in the International Building Code since they adopted it back in 2000-whatever. It had never been looked at until somebody came up with a problem. So they then pulled that out of the codes and they started to enforce it. Let me ask you a question. What is next? What is in that international building codes that they could pull out next because they see a quote problem? You know? That, and what is what is the benefit of using the international building code? It's easy. Well, they don't have to work. Okay. They don't have to do any work to figure out what we should do. They adopt what other people have come up with, and they throw it out on the table and say, here, we're going to comply with this. But the funny thing is, well, we want to comply with that, and we'll enforce this, and we'll comply with that. But we're not going to do the rest of that stuff. Oh, but wait a minute. Now there's a problem. Let me go back to the book and find out how I can now impose this to fix that problem. So there, there again is my question. What shoe is going to drop next that they want to try to impose upon us? And that is the same thing happening when you have all of this structure in place to impose all of these various imaginative things that they want to try to do f- ostensibly for us, right. but it's actually being done to us. So while Ike was, was, was talking about that, I, I decided to look up how you dispose, how you safely dispose of lithium-ion batteries. But here's the thing. Lithium-ion batteries are in a number of things that we use every day, not just uh, you know electric vehicles, cell phones, tablets, laptops, digital cameras, Gosh, sure. electronic cigarettes, power tools, wheelchairs, electric bikes, scooters, hoverboards, and skateboards, and electric vehicles. And it says that uh, by 2025, the global lithium-ion battery market is projected to grow to more than $100 billion. Wow. 
You may be thinking, what is a lithium-ion battery? It's uh, a type of rechargeable battery that's most commonly used in the electronics industry. If you're not sure what type of batteries you're disposing of, it's safest to assume it's electronic waste. So, okay, you get done with your cell phone. Do you properly uh, dispose of it or do you throw it in the trash? Uh, tablets, laptops, all of these things that could even- eventually end up in landfills. So what do they have to do? Well, then they more than likely have to have people that go through the trash when it gets to the uh, the landfill and make sure that they are removing uh, recyclables and, and things along those lines. And then it's got kind of like a four-point, it says uh, uh, lithium, lithium ion batteries are recyclable, but they don't go in the recycling bin. The purpose of recycling lithium ion batteries is to avoid toxic uh, electronic waste from clogging the landfills and to use the retrieved materials in the fabrication of new products. If you want to dispose or recycle your old batteries, there are four steps to safely do so. Uh, remove the battery from the device if possible. Store batteries in a cool, dry place such as a plastic container. If the batteries are physically damaged, store them in an insulated plastic bag to avoid any short-circuiting. Uh, recycle your batteries in a local drop-off bin or at a recycling center. So my next question is, as far as lithium-ion batteries that have been around for a while, do we have any recycling uh, you know, facilities in the area that take lithium-ion batteries? And if so, how are they disposing of them? And uh, it says um, here what to avoid when recycling lithium-ion batteries. Don't throw out batteries in your regular household garbage or recycling bin. Okay. Do not burn batteries in a fire. They may explode. Really? (laughs) Don't mix damaged and non-damaged batteries. Avoid storing batteries in metal containers. Don't store batteries for a long period of time. So there you go. Just, you know, some helpful hints uh, as far as your lithium-ion batteries. But the point I'm trying to make here is how observant are people going to be? Um, and, and, And here's the thing. Have they done this in some places? If, if anybody knows, we, we've got a few minutes left here. But have they imposed any type of laws on people who dispose improperly dispose of lithium-ion batteries? Gotta you, hope not. Uh, can you be arrested? Will you be fined? I hope not. Uh, do you have you know to do uh, public service, uh, community service? I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just <laughs> no, saying. I'm just no, saying, I you know, I mean, again, here we go. It starts a whole new cycle of, of what we have sat here and talked about for most of the morning mm-hmm. when it comes to, oh, well, we need to do this with lithium-ion batteries, and they're dangerous, and, and all the problems and issues they could cause. I wonder how many people really care. I, I, I do. I wonder how many people really care. And I wonder if these lithium-ion batteries are being taken seriously based on the fact that they uh, are, are toxic, and can cause issues and problems in landfills. Is anybody really taking this thing seriously? Are, 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 have we been into it long enough? You know what I mean? It seems like sometimes, as far as the curve is concerned, we're on the slow end of the curve with with, with certain things. We realize uh, well after the fact, rather than being proactive, we're retroactive. Oh yeah, are reactive. Oh I'm yeah, sorry. reactive. Sure. Yeah, uh, I would say retroactive. <clears throat> I'm stuck in the '70s, man. Anyway, but the point I'm trying to make here is, is 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 are we doing things the way that we should be doing them with these lithium-ion batteries, and uh, this causes it, it just again it opens a whole new uh, ball of, of of wax whatever you want to call it or, or just you know and is the convenience worth it 
You know, is the convenience worth it? Now, okay, a cell phone, some computers, some watches, some of those things, maybe, yeah. Uh, obviously, we all enjoy the, the um, you know, the nuances and the, the technology and the, you know, how they help us in business or right. whatever it is we do. But, you know, is it worth it in the long run? Is it worth it to have these big car batteries that we now have to deal with instead of just the little phone batteries? I don't know. But one thing I found very, very fascinating, how many guys besides me that were just listening to you, although you brought up some great points, thought, wow. I can burn a battery and it'll blow up? I might try that. <laughs> oh, we asked it, you know, any of the things that you hear on this program, yeah, don't, please, try it at you know, home. don't try it at home. I guess we have to come out with the, uh, the, the disclaimer. Oh, Lord. Yeah, only on Wednesdays when Ike's on, you know. No, every day is probably a good day to, to utilize the disclaimer. Uh, no, but you're right. I, I, I see this as, you know, oh, really? If I do this, uh, it could, it could blow up. An explosion. Uh, wow, yeah. I love things that blow up. We love right? blowing things up. You know, that's just a, a part of our nature, part of our culture, whatever. I should have done combat engineers instead of being a mechanic in the military. I'd have blown things up more. My father did that, and, and he told me when, when uh, I was much younger about, you know, you build a perfectly good bridge only to turn around and blow, <laughs> blow it up. up. Yeah, there you go. Well, we're done with it. Let's blow it up. What? Blow it up? <laughs> That's the fun part. Yeah. Hey, and, and you know what's nice is is the, there goes your tax dollars. Tax dollars at work. Yeah. We just built a perfectly good bridge. Now we're going to blow it up. There you go. Maybe it, we'll recycle it, the pieces. But <laughs> and, and, and there's no irony involved there because it makes perfect sense. That's what we do with our tax dollars right now. We might as well be building bridges and blowing them up because that's uh, they spend our money, you know, like it's going out of style. Sure. So what, what did you do today? Well, you know, we uh, we decided here's what we did. We, we went out and we put together a new governmental department, and then we turned around after we uh, invested billions of dollars in it and scrapped the whole damn thing. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and, and, and the sad part is that sort of stuff actually happens. Yeah. They'll create these programs, they'll invest billions of dollars in it, and then the next administration comes along and says, well, we don't want to do that anymore, and it's all for naught. Well, we've been sitting here throwing at money, throwing money at this thing for the last 10 years. That's not really doing much of anything. You know, we've wasted billions of dollars. Now what? Uh, Shut they it doubled, down. No, they double down on most of them. They spend more money instead of saying, "Oh, it's not working. Let's end it." Well, the problem is, we need to throw more money at. Well, we need to, what we need to do is we need to develop an offshoot to this program. Yes. Because you know we weren't doing it right the first there you time. Go. That's right. That's we, right. We, we sat here. We've analyzed it. We've done some studies. We've conducted uh, tests. Yeah. We brought in some uh, some experts, analysts, yeah, experts. analysts and now we know what we're doing wrong. And uh, so we're going to revamp the whole thing and throw more. That and, and, and that just seems to be, that is <clears throat> how we do things anymore. We don't sit down and, and look at it, uh, you know. Objectively. Yes. We, we just throw money at it and hope it will go away. Yeah, absolutely. Ike Skelton, thank you, sir. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. We'll have you back here next Wednesday. So look for more from Ike. We will be back here tomorrow morning starting at 8 a.m. with the Thursday edition of The Daily Show on 